Hello, everybody. Uh, this is uh, an Arab podcast, and uh, this is my name is Ian Baldwin, and I still talk funny, so I'll try and speak slow. Uh, but I've got three people with me who are just the top, the top, the top of the league when it comes to independent garden centres uh, in the Arete world of uh, of uh, customers uh, back east, as it were. And we've got uh, Tom Hevel from Butch Country Gardens in Doylestown, PA. We've got Joe DiDomonica from Joey's in Long Island, from D's in Long Island, excuse me. And we've got Mike um, um, Boyett from Boyett's, uh, just, I think, Mike, uh, just sort of south of Cleveland, right? As it were. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, so it gives three good, so we've got one very urban, one urban-ish, and one more, more rural than urban garden centres. Uh, you're both, all three are owner, owner managers, owner CEOs of the company. So we're trying to just get some thoughts on this amazing last two years that just happened. In 2019, nobody had a clue what was coming or how to deal with it when it came. Uh, and uh, I've been talking to independents for the last few months about what happened and how did we cope and what can we learn and take away from that like, amazing experience. We, I want to say, first of all, that COVID was not good for everybody. In fact, it's bad for a lot of people. We've got to recognize that uh, there's been some real stress and some sadness associated with COVID. We just happened to be in one of the industries that did very well. Um, so counting our blessings, as it were, um, we want to look back and see what we can take, take going forward to make uh, our businesses uh, better and, and aligned with the future consumer so um, we've got a, a little while to talk, and I'm just going to throw questions at people. I've got some notes from you all. So, so I'm going to give us a business experience overview, just a 30 seconds a minute of what, what you went into and how you came out of it of last year, last two years, 2020 and 2021 now. What were your business experiences in the trenches, not knowing what was going to happen next day, literally? Tom, you're going to kick us off with this one, please. Tom Hebel. Sure, I'd be happy to, Ian. Uh, thanks for inviting me to uh, participate in this uh, podcast. I guess it's it's uh, the worst of times and the best of times was the <laughs> best way to describe the beginning of, of 2020. We had started out a, a wonderful uh, January, February, and March, uh, and then got uh, gut punched by the pandemic and shut down business-wise pretty early on. Pennsylvania. Uh, did not deem garden centers uh, essential. Uh, every state around us did, uh, and we were this island of, of non-essential garden centers. Uh, we sort of combated the, the efforts of the uh, state by bringing in pet food and opening ourselves up slowly but surely. Uh, and, and by the time business started to pick up and, and get, get normal again. We were in, in a huge hole. So it was the worst of times. We, we as a team gathered uh, and talked about what it would take to stay open and to survive. Mm. We were prepared to uh, refinance our entire property or do whatever it took. And, uh, and as we all know, the exact opposite happened. So instead of preparing for 50% uh, decreases in activity, we experienced 50% you know, increases. All throughout that year, I think the opportunities that, that presented themselves slowly but surely uh, made us understand that, that what was a, a terrible thing for so many people in the pandemic was, was the biggest opportunity for our industry uh, that I've ever seen. I've been involved in for 40 years. So uh, 
I always say never, never waste a good crisis. <laughs> and a crisis in, in our world means opportunity. Uh, so we, we were able to change marketing. We changed our offering. We changed our team. We changed our operations. We changed our hours. We changed our prices. And, and the result of that was all accepted with open arms by our customers and our team. Uh, try to do that in any other environment, and you'd probably uh, <laughs> see some some mutiny going on on, on both fronts. But uh, we were we were pleased to be able to bring it all together, and I think in the end we're a better business because of it. Uh, if you remember, 13 years ago, 2008, 2009, we we hit a, another crisis, the financial meltdown, uh, which we all feared was was you know, going to ruin us. But in many cases, in ours particular. Uh, our profitability increased uh, mega mega times the next couple of years because we became better business people. And I think that happened that happened in 2020 and is continuing to happen in 2021. Great. Thank you. Thank you, John. Good overview. Uh, Mike, uh, a, a similar overview. Are you, listen to Tom, are you taking similar things away? Anything different to Tom in that respect? Mike? No, Tom, uh, I think you hit it pretty much right on the head. You uh, you were spot on by what everybody in our industry was thinking at that time. Uh, I know myself with my wife. My wife says we should. We are a grower retail operation. Should we stop planting? I said, hell no. We uh, um, Every year we uh, uh, gamble on what we're going to sell and what we're going to do, and we're going to throw the dice this time, and we're going to make things happen, and it's going to be good for boyers. The biggest thing I wanted to touch on with what you said is change, and I think – in all industries today, if we are not making a change, we're going to be very, become very stagnant. And I think that change gave us an opportunity in our industries and in our own businesses to look, take an overlook at what we are doing and make things better. And uh, positively, one of the, you know, like y'all have quotes uh, stated, it's, it was a tough time for a lot of families and a lot of people out there in this world. But our industry survived. We uh, we took it to the next level, and now what we have gained the last year, we have to make sure we keep it. Thank you, Mike. Well said, and we'll go into that in a few moments. Let's just bring in Joe. Joe in Long Island was the was the oh the uh, the center of of, uh, of pandemic early on, and I know we had some very sad scenes passing your very door, right? So how did you? Joey, how did you rally the team in such a crisis and carry them forward or help them go forward to obviously what's been a very successful two years, Joey? Yeah, I, um, I, I, you know, we all had similar situations. It was uh, pure terror in the beginning for us, uh, not only because of the health situation, but also the fact that we were going to be, you know, potentially shut down. Um, luckily for me, I, I did a little thinking uh new rochelle new york which is very close to us was a town that was pretty much the first one hit oh, that's right. and uh once i saw that and what they were doing in that town i realized how dangerous this was going to be for our business so what i did was i called both of our banks i increased our lines of credit and i pulled everything i could get out i threw it in the bank because um we wouldn't know and i I sat down with my accountant. We made a budget for the next 12 months to get us from March to March. And uh, we're prepared uh, to at least keep our operations going with all our fixed expenses. And, and uh, you know, I actually spoke to the guys at Arit and said, um, you know, I don't know. I've never been down this path before, 
uh, if I can't meet my obligations, but I'll, I'll, you know, work at it. And I said, I'm better in business than out of business. And um, they were very receptive to that. And uh, luckily for us, but turned out um, I didn't run into the same problem Tom had. Uh, we were deemed essential. Uh, thank God. Uh, you know, one of the things we sell firewood, we sell propane and all these things were, were key uh, to us keeping our doors open in the beginning. And then, um, you know, our farm bureau went after New York state when they were trying to close us down and uh, you can't deny people to grow their own food and, and all that stuff. So we were allowed to stay open and then it just got crazy like everybody else and we couldn't even keep up. But, uh, you know, I was, I was very fortunate in the beginning um, speaking to some of my friends down South who, uh, you know, we're, we're running out of things early, which then, you know, basically put a light bulb in my head. And I started, you know, grabbing a lot of vegetables earlier on. And, uh, and that definitely helped us as we got towards mid-May. Thank you, Joey. I also remember you telling me last year that you actually, you planted food crops in your greenhouse to be able to be deemed essential as a producer. Correct. Of food. Yes, that's 100% correct. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. I love insurance policy. <laughs> what I love about this this history here is that the garden centre industry has shown itself to be flexible, nimble, and just downright determined to uh, to to survive whatever comes at us. Which I think is a wonderful accolade for uh, for the industry. Let's move on a little bit now to today. Now situation we're hearing ships stuck on the highway, long lines at the port, complete con uh, shortage of containers. So I'm going to bring Tom in now. <laughs> Tom, how is your buying changing for the next nine, six to nine months, especially with the Christmas and your furniture, your patio? What have you done with this supply chain issue, Tom? Well, I think everybody is, has purchased earlier than ever before. So almost all of our orders for, for 2022 are, are complete at this point in time. So earlier orders and and trying to work with suppliers that have a little bit better uh, ability to produce, uh, trying to keep our, our options open as well. Uh, try not to, to put too many uh, eggs in one basket, so to speak. Uh, we've had freight increases on, on container goods coming in from China. The most recent was a 500% increase from, uh, from last year and the product still hasn't left China. So we'll see, see how that goes. Uh, Christmas a little bit more volatile. You know, you only have a six-week selling period, so uh, a delayed shipment means a little bit more to us in, than uh, a delayed shipment of other products. We used to buy most of our product to be, you know, on-time delivery, whether it was green goods, hard goods, casual living, uh, gift, whatever. You don't want to inventory it until it's ready to sell. Uh, and, and thank God we have enough money in the bank now that we can buy whatever we want, whenever we want. And to us, that means ASAP. Uh, we want to buy everything that we can that's available today so that we have it for sale tomorrow. It's a completely different business principle than, than I've practiced for the last 40 years, but, but I think it's going to serve us well. We, we are in the process of, of uh, bringing in three containers of patio furniture when normally we would want to be selling out completely. Uh, and we're going to market that as, hey, there's still two and a half months worth of patio uh, time left. We're going to have a promotion this fall. I just talked to my advertising folks about this morning. It used to be falls for planting, but now it's falls for planting and patios. 
Uh, so we want to talk about outdoor living as much as we want to talk about gardening going forward. Thank you, Tom. So in effect, you're taking some of the, the gross margin dollars surpluses you've got this year or extras you've got this year, investing it in inventory um, rather than other things. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, best return on investment is inventory, right? As we said, the only one thing makes money and that's, that's product. Um, so while just in time was great when it, when it was able to be delivered, you, you've changed considerably from just in time to I need it on site ASAP and I'll sit on it, even if it's costing me X to sit on, right? That's a, that's a strong, big change there, Tom. Thank you. Um, Mike, uh, you, you have some, a strong thing to say about your, your workforce, I mean, positive, <laughs> strong thing to say about how you created the team to get you through. Would that talk a bit better about that, Mike, please? Yes, sir. <clears throat> you know, I, you talk about uh, having inventory and having the dollars. Uh, and I think the biggest key for us and the biggest takeaway that we look at in our business today is our staff at, at Boyerts. And when you take that staff and you put together a team that uh, when they come to work, uh, they see the whole picture of what we're doing as an organization. They see uh, our, our, our place as uh, a, a place that they want to come to work at. They want to have the pride in. And uh, they, it, it's an operation that uh, uh, when they leave every day, they didn't go to work. They, w they were with family and they were uh, basically enjoyed their day. But in the flip side, they uh, turned around and made us some money. And I guess the biggest reason we have put a lot of value into our, our hiring process and keeping good health is because, you know, we've looked at it over all these years and to find good quality help, which we have not had to go out and look for a lot last year, even though we hire a new team every year in the spring, we pretty much kept our old team. We stepped up to the plate, but in order to do that, we've offered some higher wages wages that are probably a little higher than most of the industry is today. Uh, we have that 401k plan going for them. Um, and we also uh, have a uh, healthcare benefits plan that provides for their family. So when you're providing all three of those links to their daily lives, it makes them go home feeling stronger and they enjoy coming to work. And they're not out looking every four five, six months for that next step up in the pay scale with some other uh, job. You know, the energy level that we look for in people, and you can find all kinds of help and you get them, you bring them in. You can find out within a day or two, 10, 10 days, what their energy level is, or what their communication skills are and all those good things. But when we see that, uh, you know, it's important for us because they're serving the community that we're serving. And, and when they find those things out, and they can and they can deliver every day when they're in there. And man, it just makes my job easier, makes my wife's job easier. And it it uh, the customers when they come in, the amount of uh, com uh, contact and uh, communications that we get back from as your staff is just fantastic. And you know, you talked about last year the extra income you had at the end of the year. And uh, we look at it as you know, I'm going to give it to the health as compared to giving it to Uncle Sam. And uh, we are we were very adamant that we gave a very strong bonus uh, uh, program last year in the holiday season, and that helped appreciated that. And the uh, and uh, and on the flip side, you know that is one of the reasons why we figure if we if we give back to our help, they're going to give back to us. That's a great way to summarize it, Mike. Thank you. There's some good takeaways there, everybody. Uh, as, as some of you know, and Tom knows this, that I've said for years that I, I want to see an industry with less people working in, in it, but making more money each. And it looks like Mike uh, Mike is heading down that same track. And I know that, Tom, you've had some 
discoveries of younger employees that you uh, that stepped up to the plate. Joey said the same thing. You've got people you didn't know or expect much to step up to the plate, and they did. Um, so I think there's some commonality there. All three of you uh, have just looked at what you had in resources and, uh, and, and just selected um, the best way to go about a challenge, which in this case was the team challenge. I love, I love the, the fact you, you're almost employing a, a family there, Mike, and you feel family-ish. Obviously, it shows to the consumers, and we've all been to a place where it's clear that the help are not happy. We've all been consumers in the store where you just want to get out because it's not a happy experience. Uh, and Joey, you said the same thing. You wanted people to come to D's and just have a happy shopping experience when surrounded by the misery of the pandemic, Joe? Yeah, um, again, that was uh, such a lucky thing for us. And and like like all of us, every business was shut down. So we were the only game in town. And, uh, you know, that helped us. And, you know, so we, we kept up with uh, some of our events. Um, you know, one of the things we did this past year where – uh, the shopping malls had stopped was we did our fall festival. We did our pictures with Santa and, you know, we took some heat uh, from certain customers, but we found most of them were thrilled that we were still doing it. And, you know, we took all the necessary precautions, invested money in all of that stuff to, to make it safe. And, uh, and it paid off and we gained so many new people because of it, you know, and, you know, I'm on Long Island, so, you know, I'm not too far from Queens and Brooklyn and believe it, but that's like another planet from where I am. And the fact that we were drawing from from those two uh, counties or boroughs of New York uh, was huge for us. So, you know, and that just transformed into this year. So, uh, you know, doing our events and, and you know, taking a chance uh, and and having those things still go through when other people were canceling uh helped us tremendously so we were very lucky and that just added to our customer experience they were you know many people who didn't know we existed now were like wow i've never never seen a place like this and uh, it got very lucky for us thank you joe it, it's pretty clear that we've got some some millions the, the, the number is argued but there are millions of new shoppers who never two years ago didn't ever go to a garden center or thought the only garden center in town was home depot or lowe's who are now in, in our channel and, and loving us for it. And the shopping experience is one of the things that they go away and say, i got to go back there. So uh, I know all three of you are investing some of the extra dollars that you made into improving the shopping experience, be it uh, checkout uh, or merchandising or happy, happy helping teams alongside the shoppers. Um, thank you so far, folks. Um, so let me just go to... Uh, the marketing side of things a little bit moment. So, um, Mike, you had a pretty strong story on the notes you sent to us about uh, about your the use of social media. Uh, is this a new thing, Mike? You just discover it, or have you been working on this for a while? And which social media is your preferred one? Mike? Okay, yes. No, this is something we've been working on for a while, and uh, it's not something that has uh, it's been our, it's been in our playbook. And give you a quick story. We have a young daughter, a daughter-in-law that was in marketing. She came to me. She said, hey, I want to do your marketing for you. And I said, okay, what am I going to have to pay you? And that was before we were really starting to upgrade our scale in, in wages. And she told me, and I about said, okay, here's my phone. Put everything that you're going to do on there, Facebook, uh, Instagram, our webpage, which is probably our least one, but 
We're touching people. The younger generation through Instagram, TikTok's going to be the next one. And then the, and the other thing for our older generation, uh, 40 and up, it's on our Facebook page. And um, I'll be honest with you. We, we do our story and tell our story. And we've been doing this now for about, uh, I'm going to say, three years, very heavily and very, uh, very uh, uh, modestly every day on those, on those social media platforms. We have taken away all paper. Uh, paper uh, uh, advertisement. We strictly are on these uh, on these uh, uh, forms of getting our word out. And this young lady, uh, we do it through videos. We do it through pictures. The thing I find the most value on is when we do it through a video where we have somebody in our store telling a story about their experience and what your experience can be when you come in and uh, telling about new product. Tell- and we're also doing educational things uh, uh segments on there when it comes to gardening uh we talk about all our different um uh ideas that we have of bringing groups in and doing uh programs for different groups and that has started back up so we're doing that we did a few in the at christmas time but we limited it to smaller groups and got them away and moved them into a different part of our greenhouse and they loved it so uh those type of things are good but that social media page for us has taken us to the next level and the reason it's taking us to the next level is we can get every Tom, Dick, and Harry old, old fart like myself in there because we know what gardening is all about. It's bringing that next generation, that age group of 19 to 20 to 30 in there and bringing them in. And we're bringing them into the store uh, because they see a value in their what they can take back to their homes, a value that they can put in their yard. And it's pretty darn cool to watch that. And the biggest key for social media, and, I, and my takeaway is we have gained new customers now we have to figure out how we keep them, and that's how we. And, and this is going to be one of our platforms that we work very strongly in. Well said, Mike. Uh, Tom, you sent me a, a piece of uh, uh, some some key points a couple of weeks ago that said hire millennials to sell to millennials. Right, Tom? Remember that one? <laughs> and that uh, that aligns with what what Mike just said. Thank you, folks. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Joe, talking of online stuff, uh, you discovered the use for e-commerce that you didn't have before. What was that about? Yeah, I, you know, I've had a website for many years since the 90s and uh, always wanted to do the e-commerce, tried it a few different ways and it never really worked. Um, and then obviously the pandemic hit. So I had my four daughters in our office as our telemarketers and we were doing, you know, pickups and you know phone orders with pickups and uh finally i i i said to myself i have got to get this website up and running and start doing it the 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 new way and luckily for me i have a great relationship with kelly over at arit in their marketing department and uh we worked on it uh for about two weeks straight um added a, a bunch of the the basic products uh, in the lawn and garden industry, uh, in the lawn and garden, you know, uh, category and, you know, easy stuff. And, uh, then we also revamped our entire florist. Um, and we sell most of our florists now, I not say most of it, but a, a good chunk of our florists now is, is done online. And, uh, with the help of Kelly, we've, uh, we've now, we now have a legitimate e-commerce platform that's, uh, making us money. And, my goal is to one day get that to uh, hopefully 10% of our gross sales. That's what I'm trying to do. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Joe. 
And, uh, you know, you know, I, and I, like, again, I have to say that. So Maury and Adam here, and if it wasn't for Kelly helping me, uh, she was amazing through the whole process and worked many, many hours on it for me and got it done. Excellent. Thank you, folks. This is good stuff. We're coming fairly near the end, I think, here. But uh, I'm going to bring in, because um, because we're now supply chain issues, of Tom mentioned already the enormous rising container costs or shipping costs, um, a lot of people are asking me, well, what should we do about these receipt, these uh, landed costs going up so much? Uh, Tom, you and I have had a conversation about that in the past. Uh, where are you on passing on your landed cost increase, supply and demand increase, landed cost, Tom? Where are you on that? Well, I think we've gone away from the, the traditional technique of broad-based pricing by cost or even perceived value uh, margin percentages and what have you that, that don't take into account specific products. So we're going to do a lot more uh, item uh, sensitive pricing. Uh, so if I just paid $25,000 to bring a container of Christmas trees in from China, which I did, uh, where in that, that container do I have opportunity to, to actually raise prices and where do I not? So we're going to analyze things a lot more carefully that way. So we're a little more interested in margin dollars today than we are in margin percentage. Uh, so there'll be some things that, that sell at prices or, or at margins that some of my managers won't be comfortable with. But uh, <laughs> I think that the key is to, to continue to provide value at a fair price. And sometimes we'll be able to make a lot of money and sometimes we'll, we'll need to make a little bit less. And selling that concept to our team is probably going to be way more difficult than selling it to our customers. Oh, say that one again. <laughs> that one was very good. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's often the way, isn't it? We, uh, the, the biggest hurdle sometimes to, to these changes are, in fact, the people who are loyal and love us to pieces and work for us and wouldn't dream of work anywhere else. Sometimes we have the hardest sell to those people well said, Tom. Um, so, so in other words, Tom, you're prepared to take this magic 2.5 or 2.25 markup and say, doesn't apply here. We can make more there. We can't make that much here. And you're going down to department level or category or even subclass levels on that, Tom? It, we'll, we'll go down to SKU level if we yeah. have to. But in, in some areas, it will be class or department. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think it's important for all of us to understand uh, something that you pointed out to our gap group meeting recently. What, if you start making too much gap, maybe you uh, maybe you price yourself out of out of uh, future business. So we have to be a little bit careful. Over the last two years, we haven't had to discount uh, very often to move products. So all of our margin percentages have gone up right. uh, as an industry, and ours are approaching a point that we we have to be careful. I think so. Uh, the shipping, increased shipping costs is going to make us uh, sort of come back down to earth on a little bit of that. Yeah, it's a technical point for everybody. Uh, gap is actually our term, my term, Tom's a client, our term for uh, what's left after you bought your stuff and paid your people. It's just an operational surplus, which has been actually huge. And I've got some numbers on uh, on, on my webinar on Thursday, plug our webinar Thursday. Um, well, I'm doing it Thursday. Um, uh, about that. I've got some numbers coming your way on that if you look out for that one being posted. Um, and in effect, we the industry has made 2 to 3% more on gross margin sales as a percentage of sales 
uh, these last two years than we ever did before. So with, there's some money in the bank to sponsor, as it were, as it were, some prices that can't go up, and then we can get more more, more dollars back where we can increase prices in some attic, some aspects, and some categories, even skews, as Tom said. Good point, Tom. It's again, it's new territory. We haven't been through these kind of crisis in shipping costs before. Okay, so almost, fi almost finally, <laughs> um, uh, I asked for three key points. You've given a lot more three key points. Thank you, everybody. Um, who, who's got an experience or a, an operational gem that you've learned or implemented and is now permanent part of your, your business? An operational gem, uh, either a merchandising thing or an employee thing or a training thing or a shopping experience thing for the customer. Who's got a gem about something we've not yet covered, please? Who's going to go first? Who's the who's the first gem? Uh, well, I'll go. Um, <laughs> Joe. You know, we have a, a pretty large store um, and, you know, most of our employees are kind of in their own departments. And the, one of the things that we did uh, was now what we're doing is we're training every employee to be able to work in every department. Uh, right down to the florist. So most of our employees can can put together a bouquet or wrap a wrap of a, a flower and and you know send people out the door. So that was the one thing that we took away from it is make sure your employees are nimble enough to go where the people are going. And uh, that was one of the main takeaways that we learned. So our staff pretty much can work in every department now. They're not just stuck to their original area of working i love it joe thank you i love i like what i put the word nimble out of that i love that word nimble yeah uh we have a client who's who says she's she's breaking down the kingdoms <laughs> mm -hmm. from five to four to three now and she's now got uh because of that very same issue the, the kingdoms are no more she says <laughs> um uh, mike how about yourself uh one gem that we've not yet covered well, I would have to probably have to say um, I was thinking about this one, Ian, and I and I finish my talk a lot of times, or start my talk a lot of times in our business as as uh, you know, there's uh, three values that we believe in very strongly in our business on an everyday basis, and that's cleanliness, quality of our product lines that we're bringing in, and our customer service. And we have gotten everybody like uh, Joe and Thomas said they we've gotten everybody on board to that, you know, and. I think uh, in order to be a, uh, and I will be very humble to, to, to tell you that I appreciate being on here on this uh, webcast, but uh, podcast, but the, the thing is, I am, I am just like every other one out there, but uh, in, in this industry, but we try to find new ways and new values to bring that customer in. And if you start with those three values, mm. uh, we know that that customer is coming back. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and the, the biggest thing, the other big takeaway that I would ever say that we have started in our business is in our foliage and our, um, our, our uh, pottery area, because in those two areas, that number has grown so significantly on our bottom line over the last four or five years where we're getting one to two to, to 250% increases every year in both lines. It's been phenomenal. And uh, like I said, now we got to keep it. No question at all, Mike. Uh, uh, Houseplant, tropicals, and to some cases succulents has been a wonderful entry-level product for millennials and younger people, most of whom don't yes. even have a garden. 
And if anybody's listening that's still not buy, that's buying little bits and bobs of that English expression, then they need to get on the on the on the program and start buying lo- large amounts of containers and plants to go in those containers. Good point, Mike. Uh, finally, Tom, one what, a gem from you. As if we can we get any more out of this, Tom? <laughs> Since you called on me last, maybe I'll give you two. <laughs> so the first thing that that hit me really strong at back in maybe April of, of last year was when I was actually handing out cards to customers as they came in the store. And I was literally surprised and shocked to hear how important our business is to our customers. Uh, people were thanking us for being open. They told us they were happy that we were doing well and, and that we were surviving the pandemic. And, you know, I, I know people like gardening and they really identify with our industry. But when people tell you to your face that they're they're just thankful that we're here for them, uh, it gives you a whole different perspective on our business. Uh, and second of all, the people that stepped up for us oftentimes were not the people you would have expected mm, to, yeah. to step forward. Yeah. And, and I think that reminds us that that we have perceptions of people's capabilities and we sort of put them into positions and, and let them be. But if we challenge our team, our entire team, you know, the cream's going to rise to the crop. And, and we shouldn't have to wait for a crisis for that to happen. Love it. Well, that, 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 there's, a, there's a great uh, a good point there, right there. Okay, everybody. Well uh, yeah, wasn't that good? <laughs> Who's taking notes, by the way? <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, team, team Arrett, we hope that's what you wanted. I hope that's what you're expecting. I would like to. I would really like to thank all of you um, for sharing your successes and your challenges, and to uh, compliment all of you on the um, amazing and immense changes that you all made so quickly and mm-hmm. under such duress um, that. I've never been so happy to be part of an industry in my life. It was just mm-hmm. awe-inspiring how quickly everybody reacted to this horrible situation and pandemic. And, you know, I always said our, the wonderful part of our industry is we offer life and beauty to people in their lives. And that was an important factor in the response, I'm sure, that we all got. Uh, but I thank you so much for sharing all of your ideas with us today. And thank you, Ian, for a wonderful for managing the conversation so wonderfully to get us all this information. I really appreciate it. And I and I wish you all the biggest successes in the rest of the year and health um, as you go forward. My pleasure, Maureen. And thank you for taking uh, this, this initiative to do this. It's important we share these messages. These three guys don't normally meet each other. They don't normally stand up and spout like I do at conferences. So this is wonderful. This is this is not just a consultant. This is actually guys in the trenches telling you this, which is even more even more valuable. Uh, so thank you, uh, gentlemen, for doing this. And thanks again to Eric. Uh, I suppose we now have to do an official close, right? I think that was, um, unless you have something to add, I thought that what you had at the end there was pretty good. No, it's, uh, I think that's very good. Thank you. All right. Thanks for involving us. I really appreciate the opportunity. See everyone. Bye. One last thing I would like to throw in, please. Yep. Yes. Hello. Yes, Hello, Mike. Hey, Hi. Ian. Yes. Yeah. One last thing, uh, Joe. 
you hit it pretty close on the head. And, and, and uh, as being a guy that's been in this business a long time, I know e-commerce is something that I've had my vision on for the last few years, trying to get that ball rolling, just like yourself. You had the opportunity to do it. Ian, if you're going to do some more of these uh, podcasts, uh, Air at Sales, if you're going to be doing some more of these podcasts, I think this is a valuable tool that a lot of the garden centers can use uh, to help combat a lot of what's going on in our world today with Amazon and a lot of the other things. Be able to take our story and put it out there and be able to sell it to uh, uh, our customers through that computer. And so anytime you all decide to do something like that, I would love to have more information. We're looking at Spotify. We're looking at a lot of things right now because we have some cool ideas, but this is something I'm looking for. Hey, Mike, you know, really, you should you should call Kelly at Arit. Uh, the, the back end that they're using is something called WooCommerce, W-O-O Commerce. And uh, I'm kind of like you. I'm not too tech savvy. And uh, she basically brought me through that whole thing and taught me how to use it. And I actually can do a lot of it myself now, whether it's changing products, adding products, uh, pricing and managing the site. She still does a lot for us, but uh, you really need to talk to her because uh, yeah, I think yeah. you'll uh, you'll find it amazing how easy it is to use. So give her a call. What a good idea! Thank you, Joel. Okay, so you've got—I mean, you've got perfectly good life to lead and lots of things in your own life without looking at me anymore. So um, unless you've got more comments, let's get these three going. And these three guys don't know know each other. They do now, and I don't know. I look forward to meeting you guys in person. I'm going to make sure of it next time uh, we have some sort of trade thing. Uh, I'll definitely look you guys up and try to meet you in person and face-to-face. Thank you so much, Joe, and I'll see you tomorrow, Joe. Uh, Tom, uh, we're in contact as always. And Mike, thank you so much for coming into this one. Excellent, excellent input. Thank you so much. Right. You bet, you guys. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.